wisdom. Like a cool drink in a hot world. I don't know how often you guys are used to hearing about wisdom or how often you love to dive into the topic. But my sense is that in this moment in our culture, wisdom is, well, old. Wisdom is perhaps forgotten, outdated, slow, hard, rejected when it doesn't fit in with our momentary wisdom. Gray hair, tested pathways, prophets, priests, the tried and the true, sages, the old, those all have suffered under the tyranny of fast food spirituality. The death of expertise, spiritual direction, grandma and grandpa's stories, falling on deaf ears in exchange for Minecraft hacks and the like. Discernment is dead, patience is past, listening is lost, and folly flourishes. That's a real potential. That's a real reality for many. Jeremiah warns Judah of the impending destruction that is coming on to them. And he pleads with them to turn to wisdom. For they have turned to impurity and foolishness and falsity. He goes on to say that these things have sealed a devastating fate for you, but there's still hope if you will turn to wisdom. Where is that voice today? Inviting us to pause. I want to read from Jeremiah. Look at what he said because I think it speaks to us now. Jeremiah chapter 6, you can turn there. This is a hinge scripture of the Old Testament. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, Judah, we will not walk in it. Jeremiah comes as a prophet full of passion, and he invites people to pause. He's, he gives them five, five directives here. In light of the ancient path, which of course is, is speaking to the Mosaic tradition, it's speaking to the five books of the Bible, and this is what he says. The first he says, stand, stand, which is a call in our present moment to, to pause, to patience, stop running around 
Israel, stand at the crossroads of foolishness in the old truth, the ancient path, the tested way. But don't just stand, look. Pause and discern. See, he's calling Judah to to not just to have patience, but to have discernment that these things are available to you, but they will require action. And then thirdly, don't just stand, which, which who here knows how to stop? Who here knows how to be told no? Who here knows how to wait? And then to see, to stare at God, to stare at what God has before us, to sharpen our eyes and to discern. But don't just stand and look. Ask. Ask. A call to humility, to listening, and a call to desire. The ancient way. Jeremiah is speaking truth to stop, discern, humble yourself and ask. You are not the expert in the room. God is. There is a way that transcends. But he doesn't stop there to ask. He then says, walk, walk in it. It's not enough to stand and to discern and to ask. We must choose to respond. We have to respond. We have to choose to act upon wisdom from above. Not the wisdom of the moment. But there's a fifth command here, rest. But this is grace. This comes to those who have stood at the crossroads, looked, asked, and walked. And as you walk in wisdom, Jeremiah tells us you will have rest for your souls. Your soul is your whole self, by the way. It's not some invisible part of your life exclusively. The soul is everything that makes you you. It reaches all the categories of inquiry that you have. It reaches all the emotions and triggers and all the things that readily come to the surface. That part of you that needs rest is all of you. It's not enough to put your feet up if you don't put your mind down. If you don't let your heart rest in God. Set tomorrow aside. This is wisdom. 
Wisdom is not content creators. It is not influencers. It is not the young and the pretty. And it is not the way of the hustler. Those things fall short. They are not enough. They are not tested. They are not old enough or deep enough or long enough or rich enough to measure up to the wisdom and to the life that God offers you. But those things are attached to something, but it's not wisdom. They are attached to the four passions, the diseases of the soul, pride, power, persuasion, and pleasure. That is what the influencers, the hustlers, the youthful voices, the minute Twitter, (laughs) you name it. That's where we've given allegiance to. That's what we have submitted our reality to. Think about it for a second. How many times have you raced through your feed to find that one nugget of shallow truth? I'm inviting you to something greater than that. To not just content. I'm tired of content. I've preached this too much. I want you guys to... Now, don't make content. John Mark McMillan says, stop making content, make love. Make peace. Make meaning. Make art. The crossroads in this passage refers to the many ways, but Jeremiah says to go the one way, the ancient way and to walk in it. And Scripture talks about walking in it. That's the way it does it. It, it. Every time we read about wisdom in the Proverbs, it's always talking about a path. It's always talking about where's your feet going? Where, what are your eyes fixed on? What are your eyes fixed on, by the way? Which way are your feet going? Are they just going with the flow? Or are they planted on a path? This is the way of wisdom. Are you going in the right direction? Are you veering off? Do you, do you know where you are on the map? Do you have a compass? Are you building your house on solid ground? Do you ever feel lost? Are we lost in our world? In 2016, the Oxford Dictionary declared post-truth as the international word of the year, defined as relating to or denoting circumstances in which truth is less influential in shaping public opinion than the appeals of emotion and personal beliefs. Time magazine, the following year, on its cover posed the question, Is truth dead? Fifty years prior to that, Time magazine on its cover put another statement. Is God dead? There's a narrative, and we're living in it. But I invite you to live in the ancient past. 
the way of wisdom. Proverbs 4, 23 through 27 says this, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Think about where your feet are. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Have you stopped to consider, to discern, and to see what is it that I'm participating, whether of knowledge or not, that is evil, that is connected to something that, that is not good? Is that enough for you to detach yourself from it, even if you're not the one doing it? What reality are we going to live in? The Proverbs here is speaking of liberation. It's, it's liberation because it submits us to what is greater outside of ourself. Wisdom accepts that we can't know everything. And it's, it submits to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It knows when it needs to say no and when it is to eat or not eat. But that's the trick. The foolishness of the world says eat as much as you want to. Consume it all. Take everything in as fast as you can. Get ahead of everybody else. But God, in the beginning, as you know, talks about holding back. The space between Freedom and slavery is submission to God. Because God knows what I don't know. He can eat of that tree, but I cannot. You see, we have a diet problem in our society. We are emotionally overweight. Mentally obese. And this is not good. For when we try to eat that which we cannot on our own behold, we fall. We are lost. We are without aim or direction. You guys remember the food pyramid? I, there's a picture that's going to come up here. That's not the food pyramid, but we're going to fill it in a little bit here, or, or help me out. At the bottom of the food pyramid, this was what you were supposed to eat the most of, quantitatively, right? Okay, Your base diet, and this is now, I'm not saying this is wisdom, by the way. Your base diet was supposed to be what? I just got all the wrong answers at once. Did you, okay, so history lesson, the original food pyramid told you to put bread at the bottom. I know, good, the wisdom in the room is questioning that, but that's what it said, that, 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 that those, those carbs are very important, bread, starches, those kind of things. Second, quantitatively, 
was fruit and vegetables. Then it was dairy. Then it was protein. And then at the top, the, what you should have the least of, donuts, which are in the lobby when you're done, by the way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, how many of you are following that wisdom? <laughs> but what if we were to think about this in our spiritual life? What is it that you are consuming the most of? If you were to be honest, where would entertainment and social media be? Would it be at the top with the sweets or would it be at the bottom where it might really be? Where's God's word in your digestion and what you're taking in? Where's it at? Are you getting the most of it? Or the least of it? Where is community on this? Where is nature and beauty on this? Music and arts. I think you guys know how to fill this out. We had the guys on the men's retreat fill this out honestly, and then we had to do a lot of erasing and recategorizing. We have a diet problem. We eat too much, we eat too fast. And we only eat what tastes good to me. What satisfies in the moment but doesn't give me longevity or life or add years to my life as the Proverbs say. Proverbs 9, 10 through 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many and your years will be added to your life. It's a gift. It's a gift. This fear of the Lord is a reverence for God that forces you to not trust yourself alone or trust the many voices, but instead to submit yourself to the God and His knowing that He knows better than I know. It's the choice to not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but to know that there is mystery that there are spaces that I shouldn't dare walk to. And in the show, For All Mankind, there's a scene where the pilot of the spaceship is about to land on the moon for the first time, and he's holding in the space between, do we return to Earth knowing what we know, or do we go forward? And he pauses with everything in him, saying, oh, I really, I think I could do it, I know I could. And, choose, and then the scene cuts to the silence where he's staring at the beauty and the marvel of what's before him, and he dares not move forward, and he, they start to turn the ship around. This imagery is moving for me to think about what is it that we're rushing into that we should be backing away from? What is it that we are erasing God out of our mind and eyesight because we just see the candy or whatever it is. Probably not candy. <laughs> Rudolf Otto says, the fear of the Lord is the mysterium trimidum, the scary mystery that only God knows what He knows. Coming to terms with that. So we pray. 
Be thou my wisdom. You be my wisdom, not I. I want to invite us to enter into a prayer time. To pray this right where you are. As you look at these words, and you, you think about your footsteps, you think about what your eyes have been entertaining, you think about what you've been consuming. To any of these words, are they sticking out to you? Doubt, help, uncertainty, limitation, worry, confusion, loss. Where is it that you need wisdom? Let God reveal this to you. Stand. Look. Ask. Walk. And you will find rest. Let's take a few minutes together now between you and God to pray into this.